0: Hello and welcome back everyone to Send Dudes. I hope you're all doing well. Today's episode is my conversation with Bowtied Leviathan, who is a social skill coach. We talked about the importance of a healthy social environment, the problems with red pill philosophy, how to be a healthy functioning member of society, handling criticism and much more along these lines. I hope you enjoy the show. Let's get into it. welcome to the show leviathan thanks for coming to send dudes
1: well thanks thanks for having me by friend
0: yeah so well before we get into the conversation i would like you to explain the audience why did you pick your name as leviathan because that's a pretty unorthodox name if you see the bowtie family like for example the bowtie bull he's a bull bowtie robin he's a angry bird booted ox he's an ox you are leviathan like most of the people would need to google it
1: yes i I think they they have to but uh, my profile picture actually has some kind of story so uh, before being even on twitter i was an assistant professor on, on my university before i i quit college and I was uh, lecturing about political theory and my, my favorite author to, to teach was Thomas Hobbes that talks about the, the, the concept of Leviathan, you know. Um, and I always had this idea that even if I wanted to go to the Internet, my content was going to be uh, driven to, to teach people, you know, because I like teaching. And what I was uh, thinking when I when I make this account is okay. I'm going to be like the teacher of, of the jungle, you know. I'm going to to be someone that will know about everything because I'm going to study everything that everyone says in the jungle, and I'm going to synthesize it to be able to teach it to to normies, you know, to, to people that may not uh, have the capabilities to to grasp uh, so such complex content in 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 some ways so uh, this means that at first i was not going to talk about self-improvement and mental health but that changed because i discovered that you have to be original and you need to have a niche and i think that living the life that i did and being someone that will always record everything that i do uh, it was the perfect opportunity to to talk about something. So, I'm still going to go to that route of teaching people the content of the Voltaite Jungle with a website that I'm making, but Voltaite Leviathan as an account now is focused on on the topic of mental health and, and socialization.
0: Absolutely and uh, well you are a very wise guy in this regard that's for sure i've read your substack i was doing some research before this and i'm i, I can i know while reading that uh, the wisdom of the person is it coming from experience or is it coming from theory that they've read or they've heard and stuff yours is absolutely from experience i'm pretty sure of it also you've shared some bits of your childhood on your substack so would you like to give us a brief outline so that people know that where you're coming from and why people should listen to you
1: So I was uh, I had a really strange life When I was born my father was diagnosed with schizophrenia and there was there were a, a lot of problems and fights in my family so even when I was little I don't think that anyone raised me in a sense, like, I was always alone, like, doing my shit, and that problem with the schizophrenia and uh, huge economical crisis in my country led to my parents' divorce, and I w- all went downhill from there. Like, I was a three, four-year-old stuck in my room, you know? The only thing that I had for myself was my PlayStation 1, and that was my life. and. Because I had to raise by myself, you know, a four-year-old doesn't know how to do that properly, and I do it like shit. And therefore, my my life, my childhood, especially my social life, was really, really bad, to say the least. And after a lot of years, I think that I, I was like 18 or 19 years old, uh, because I was someone that was really involved in, in politics, I tended to be right wing in a sense and I hated feminism and and all of those things. So I was doing a lot of research. I was uh, listening to a lot of people and I discovered uh, a forum called the Red Pill and I started studying that and that then became my my self-improvement journey in a sense, so because I'm really autistic I like to treat everything as a puzzle. So I treat my life as a puzzle. And I say, okay, this is what I am. These are my problems. I have to to solve them. One way or another. So I tried to make everything, you know, to say, okay, I have to do this. I have to test this. This worked. This didn't work. Why didn't work? I have to to solve. I had to solve my life. The, the, The incognito of my life. And I did that, to an extent, and because I like teaching, and I think that there's a lot of people that uh, maybe are going through, through what was happening to me, and my thought process is really detailed in my notes, I say, okay, I'm going to teach people how I felt, what I was thinking, what was my thought process with thinking the solution, And I'm going to give you the steps to do it by yourself. And that's how I got
0: here. Okay. Well, I can assure you another thing that uh, most of the people who write about self-improvement or even let's niche niche down to a more specific one about uh, social skills. Most people babble a lot of theory, right? A lot of uh, explanation, theoretical stuff. Why is this happening? What should you do? How? What historical evidences and stuff? What you write (laughs) is extremely, extremely actionable. I've read, I think, four to five of your Substack publishers, and in every one of them, there are at least one or two actionable advices that can be practiced pretty easily. It can be practiced in your neighborhood, and uh, they have a huge impact. So let me give you one example. Well, of course you know it because you've written it. The uh, the thing about go to your go to a, a social gathering, observe a group of people. There are hierarchies in every social conversation. Well, pretty self evident. So, like even before you start to talk, even before you open your mouth, the first impression it decides your place in the you know the hierarchy of the group. Who's the leader? Who's the funny guy? Who's the clown? And stuff. So the the advice that you gave was that go to one such gathering, observe a group of people, and uh, try to figure out what is the hierarchy, who is playing what role. And when you get home, make notes on it. So this is some deep introspection stuff that I've personally done. I've not done in this context. I've done it in my own friend circle. Like the first time I read uh, Corporate Machiavelli's essays, So that's when I was introduced to human psychology, the big five traits and stuff. So the first thing I did was write down all the close people to me, my friend circle, and do a character analysis of them. Like where do they stand on the neurotic scale, the confidence scale, the energy, risk tolerance, and everything in the big five traits. And I think that gave me a lot of clarity that who will cling on to you in the long term, who will backstab you. So, yeah, okay, your, your advice have diverted to a different topic. No, no, that... You have given some absolutely actionable stuff, and that's commendable.
1: That's that's quite true. The thing is that what I think differentiates my content from, from other types of self-improvement content is that with time, because when, when I started my, my my journey, you know, there was a lot of theory. That I was reading. You know, I, I spent a lot of time reading. Uh, this type of self-improvement content. The red pill. Uh, social gurus. Like real social dynamics. And everything. like I know t- all of that. You know, because I, I studied that. For hours and hours. And hours and hours. And the thing is that. When I started making progress. I discovered that. Social skills. Or, or a lack thereof. Is not. Uh, they are not caused because of a lack of a skill, in a sense. It's not that, okay, nobody teach me how to talk with a person. Nobody teaches you how to talk with a person. That's something that is developed naturally.
0: Socializing is natural. Exactly.
1: And that most of the time, if you look, I don't think most of the time, like 100% of the time, if you look at the profile, Of the people that are unsocial or antisocial they have a lot of mental health issues that make them behave as they do so i think that not being social is not a thing of uh, knowledge but a thing of mental health so my substack and my works are trying to improve the mental health of the person and Once that person starts to become more confident, they start to become more self-aware, they are uh, more empathetic and they can read people better and know what their problems are and and how to act accordingly, like they are going to become socially, social people, but just by existing because, uh, tell me if you have ever met a person that is confident as fuck, that has their shit together, but they are not social. It doesn't exist.
0: You can you can create a link here, uh, yeah, like uh, they are confident because they are social, or they are social because they are confident.
1: Well, there's a lot of things. Both going to into some extent, I'd say. Yes, there, there's a lot of thing going into their minds, you know, that got them to, to what they are, but. Again, if you look at an antisocial kid, they are depressed, they have anxiety, they have low self-esteem, and they are self-deprecating, and that amount of doubts of themselves reflect on their behavior, you know? They have a, a skewed yeah. ego, they have a really, really big pride, they think that they are the center of the world, and, and, and that... All of those things mold our behaviors, you know? And so, so what, what I think that I should do to help people, to group themselves, is going to the root cause. Because I think that you can learn all of the skills necessary to be successful socially, but if you don't fix your mind, you're not going to be happy. Like you are going to be engaging on deliberate manipulation, and when you get what you want, you are going to feel that you don't deserve it because you still think that you're not enough for that. And it's true because you have you you have to to be fake to to achieve what you want, you know. So I, I think that all of the people that end up doing that will are unhappy because they haven't fixed uh, what was happening in their minds, you know and that that's what i look for when when i write my content
0: yeah well you may you just made a statement that uh, socializing it's it's your natural instincts humans are social beings but this brings me to a question so for example in your childhood the events that happened like uh, your parents divorce and the crisis in your country Nothing was your fault, right? Because you had no involvement in them. You were plain victim of it. And uh, most of the people who've had such childhood trauma, traumas that in which they had no role to play, but they were the pure victims, this hampers their social game absolutely. It crumbles them because this confidence just plummets drastically. And it's about chance to some extent that they might find, uh, just like just like you said, you found the red pill forum and that changed the game for you. Maybe yes. it is destiny or maybe it is pure luck that you found it. It was. Pure it would be luck. pretty difficult if you hadn't if you hadn't found that. Then you getting to the stage that where you are today, it's pretty much impossible.
1: It is. And it's unfortunate that, that it is.
0: Is it about luck that people can game up their social game if it's not? genetic to them or let's say they're uh the way they are raised if it's not ideal for being a social being is it purely about luck
1: i think or that Is it something yes. internal it, it's there's a lot of genetic factors because you can find the information and then do nothing with it because you are either mm-hmm. stupid or you don't want to do anything you know there's a lot of filters I think one of my first threads in my account was needs of self-improvement, and I said that it was not for everyone, because, and not everyone is going to achieve the same results because of, of genetic things. But yes, it's about luck. That I mean, uh, if I was even then, I didn't find the red pill because I actively searched for it. Like I was uh, like searching on Google something about feminism and like the second or third link was of the red pill subreddit and i clicked that because oh look they're they're shitting on feminists let's read this you know and i got hooked with that content i don't engage with the red pill anymore but yes it was absolutely luck and the same is for my content you know people are lucky to find people like like, like me in, in a sense they they most of of people that that are depressed and have poor social skills, they may never they may never find me, and there's nothing we can do about it. And I think that my case is different too because it not it wasn't only the the divorce and, and the economical crisis; like it was at least fifteen years of unfortunate events that got me involved and that, like, grinded my, my mental health to, to dust, you know, little by little. But even, even that, like, yes, like, being able to, to find the solution and being able to work with it is, is really based on luck. Like, I don't want to be arrogant, but I think of myself as a pretty uh, smart guy. You know, I, I learned how to read before being three years old, just by watching TV, you know. I don't think a lot of kids can do that. I, I learned how to do, like, math at four years old, and when I, was wor- uh, when I was bored, instead of playing with toys, I would, like, put, I don't know, like a seven-figure number uh, and add and subtract with that, and that was how I played. I think that I had a lot of things going uh, for me that helped me make all of this process easier, you know? But uh, I also have to study a lot of things and I have to internalize a lot of concepts and I had to spend a lot of time thinking and rationalizing and uh, building a philosophy. I don't think a lot of people can do that. Or maybe they cannot do that to the same extent as I did it. So, yes, even if you find the content after that is most likely based on luck. And that is worrisome when you think about it on a societal scale, because as we were talking about a couple of minutes ago, it's an epidemic of people that are like me. And it's really worrisome, because there's no way we can get to everyone and there's no way we can save everyone the only thing we can focus on is to save the people that want to be saved or that were lucky enough to find us
0: that's true i'm glad we connected on this uh, twitter space and uh, well yeah for the for an average teen today it's getting more and more tough to you know become a realized beings well the definition of realized has also changed a lot previously it would be equivalent to enlightenment but now it's like uh, getting away from all the programming that the mainstream dumps on you that that makes you a realized being <laughs> mm-hmm. also i think for the for the very new generations for the children the lockdowns will hamper their social game dramatically because they are now raised to interact with people online and when they get in the physical space, if, if they get in a physical space, in a group of people, I think it's going to be so awkward, so awkward. People will start to prefer talking online. See, people have already switched from calling to texting. Mm-hmm. Because apparently it's easier. They don't have to be aware all the time. So how do you think will this tame a new generation of people who are completely anti-social beings? So right now people at least seek to be good in the social game. But in the near future, I doubt that it will be it will be the same case. Yeah. Because it will be mainstream to be socially bad. So there won't I, be a lot of seekers. I don't
1: think I'm the one to answer that question. I think Bota Robin would be a better fit for that because I'm not that into the metaverse in, in a sense of information. But from my experience and from what I've seen, for example, with my little brother. He's uh, 11 and he spends like most of the time when he's in in his house, he spends on playing Roblox with his friends. But when they are together, they are just a normal group of kids and they're socialized like, like any other fucking group of kids. I have a a lot of cousins that are even younger than than my brother and, and the same parents of course, like, yes there's a lot uh, of uh, social engagement on the internet and video games and metaverse or whatever but i don't think that kids like actively seek to avoid personal contact uh, and i th- even think that when they get that personal contact they are just normal kids doing normal shit you know so i think that the only way i would see that happening is, is for example school becomes 100% online, you know? If, if kids will never be in a, in a physical classroom with other kids, if, you know, homes, if, I don't know, fucking COVID restrictions, you know, make kids don't, don't be social for, for a lot of their childhood, you know? You have to go to pretty, pretty far extremes for it to happen. I mean, I think that video games, yes, they are making A lot of problems with kids. But again, the kids that have a problem with video games and metaverse and whatever are kids that are looking for a way to escape reality. But if the kid is normal, they are going to play, you know, with their friends because it's cool and it's what all of the kids do. But after that, they are going to hang out. You know, they're still going Mm -hmm. to, to play swords with sticks or something like that but I, I think I, I think that it's possible that what you're saying may happen but with the information I have I cannot say for sure at least now maybe the next generation with the new technology may have may uh, have those problems but not this one
0: yeah of course we don't have any crystal balls to see the future all we can do is speculate where the current trends go. So you also mentioned something very interesting. You no longer follow the red pill. So why is it so?
1: Well I think that the red pill can do a lot of good, but after a a, a long time that you are lurking on those that, that kind of content, I mean it's it's made for you to leave eventually. And I think that yeah, there's a, lot of mis- 100% agreed. There, it, there's a lot of misconceptions with people that hate on the red pill that they think is, is a philosophy of life. It's not. If you listen to, to the OGs like Rollo Tomasi and Ryan Stone, that people that are actually good people with the good content, they say you, you go to the red pill, you get the content, you work your ass off to get out of your situation and then you don't need the red pill anymore and people like to bash on their quote-unquote extremist content you know, of all the women are like that and you have to, to do this and do that or whatever like those streams are put there for a reason because if you're a newbie you tend to think in extremes you know, you, you are in, in one extreme, zero socializing, zero women, zero knowledge of how women operate. And then you have to go to the other extreme. You know, all these little women are like that. Oh, everyone, they do this. I have to, to act in this way. And when they start gaining experience, they are going to start getting new ones. And then they are going to understand that, yeah, it's not that extremist, as they say but it makes sense, you know, I, I have to be aware, I have to, you know, to, to be alert, and, and that's it. Now I'm a, an accomplished man, I can use my intellect to detect nuance, you know, and I'm going to live a normal life, and that's it. The thing is that when you have a forum that is catered to antisocial, insecure an anxious young man, it makes sense that you are going to have a lot of LARPers, a lot of uh, stupid fucking guys that want to to flex and say, Oh, look, I, I am so <laughs> alpha. Yeah. I am so alpha. Look at all the girls I fuck. And they, they dispute some stupid theory that, you know, they never landed a pussy in their lives, you know. But that, that doesn't make the red pill, you know, that, that doesn't take away from Rolos or Ryan's work. I left the red pill because I, I, I have nothing to take from it anymore. Why, why should I waste my time, you know, be, being in that space? I have, quote unquote, transcended that type of content. The only critique I have on the red pill is that they don't take into account that the people that are going to read that have serious mental issues and that most people are going to get stuck on the anger phase, you know, and you can breed some uh, fedora type of, of guys or fuck woman, I hate woman. But they, I don't think we can do anything about it. It's, it's the internet. We don't control who, who gets what kind of content. And it's just like a secondary effect that is totally expected. Very true.
0: Here's how, I, here's how I see the red pill philosophy. So there are stages, just like you mentioned. So the first stage is actually realizing what the hell kind of programming you've been into lifelong. And uh, the world comes crashing to you when you realize the truth. That's the first step. The second step is anger. Mm -hmm. You are pissed off at everyone who has programmed you in this way. The way you are, the way the mainstream wants you to be. So you are angry on your parents, on your teachers, on every institution that you've been a part of. That has played a role in your upbringing. Then comes sort of a guilt, I'd say. Where you feel like, yeah, it's you could have rejected their ideologies at any point of time, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. So maybe, to some extent, it's your fault. And the last, it's acceptance and moving on. That okay, what's done is done. Let's move ahead. And, very few people who get into Red Pill actually get to this stage and transcend as you just said. Quote unquote, transcend. (laughs) So, yeah, well, also, a person who has never explored Red Pill and a person who is absolutely into red pill but stuck in one of these stages they are pretty much the same except they have different opinions Mm -hmm. but if you see the state of their being it's absolutely same yes except the red pill guy is more angry (laughs) yes
1: i i love that you use the word state of being instead of mentality i hate that word Uh, but yes it's the same that that's what i think that my content it's going to do I'm not saying that I'm better than the red pill, you know. We all have our, our pros and cons. But I think that I actually going to address the fact that I'm talking with people that have zero confidence, zero self-esteem, serious depression, serious anxiety, and I have to fix that first and then teach them how to talk with a girl. You know? So if if you read my substack, you know, the like the first step that I that I have is, okay, I need you to boost your confidence little by little so that you get into this state of being that you know you are able to achieve something you know whatever you know you can clean your clean your room have your house in order go for a walk have some sun you know start lifting a little bit ask people for for time you know get comfortable with approaching that would boost your confidence and that will let you do more complex things every single time. So we start asking people for the time, then you go to small talk, then you try to analyze groups, then you try to add more complexity to, to the conversations you're having, you know, you uh, you learn how to be empathetic, you learn what empathy is, and that then uh, gives you the knowledge to start reading a room, you know, and and being able to take a joke, to make banter, and things like that but it's all like a really slow pro process and and, and of making that person get more comfortable and confidence with themselves so they can achieve more complex tasks. because what happens i think with with, with content that is thrown like that and without nuance and without explanation is that when you are depressed and when your actions and with your ego, your sense of identity is telling you that you are a piece of shit and you try to make progress and you fail because mistakes will happen, the people will go into this neg- negative spiral uh, of negativity, you know, negative fib- I yeah, yeah they feel loop of, of self-improvement negative. people
0: are like make more mistakes make more mistakes yes and uh, well you can make more mistakes but you're not taking into the account the sort of mental impact every mistake happens yes you're hey, forgetting hey. the part that with mistakes you have to make more progress only then the mistakes are justified because that's where you are trying something new exactly these guys are like make more mistakes make more mistakes people get more miserable following their advice
1: exactly because they are going to because their self are telling them that they are a piece of shit and they are going to say no fuck it i'm going to improve and then they go to the field and try to do something that they are not able to do because they are not qualified yet to do that they are going to fail and that it's going to be used as a reaffirmation from from reality that you're a piece of shit and they are going to say, oh, see, I knew that I wouldn't be able to do that because I'm a piece of shit. I knew that this girl would just reject me because I'm unattractive. I knew that this was going to happen because I'm useless, you know? And you're go- actually making things worse for that person instead of helping them. So Hurdur take action is like the most retarded kind of advice you can give for, for, to a depressed ch- child to 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 self-improve themselves you know you have to take those things into account and i think that the the biggest problem with self-improvement gurus is that it's just sales that you 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 sell and you use insecurities and pain i mean that's how sales work you know but you use it just to sell a product that doesn't do anything you know, and you, of course, you are going to end up helping someone, I'm not saying that these people are doing that in bad faith, you know, I'm not calling that bad people, but I think that it's just like misunderstood, and yeah, they are going to get someone that is not that depressed, and is not that insecure, that only needed a little push, and they're going to read that content, and they are going to realize the obvious, and make a lot of progress, and think that, that, that actually helped them. But that for most people, that's not true. It, it's actually going to make things worse. And I think that if you want to be a self-improvement guru, you have to, to be a little bit more responsible for, for the people you are interacting with. Because it's, it's, it's not easy. Being a coach is not easy. Like, you can fuck up big time, you know? You are dealing with people that, that, that tomorrow can hang themselves. No, you can uh, take yeah. action. If if you don't take action, you are just making excuses like and then the guys I want to kill myself, everything is doomsday. Oh no, it's that you're making excuses, take action. Like it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. This is absolute truth. Also the uh, the way you mentor people, the way you coach people, it's like killing the foundation the way where all this negativity is emerging with small steps. So, uh, these one line platitudes, platitudes, whatever you call them, so they won't impact a person whose cars are much deeper than you can think. Mm-hmm. So, people be posting one liners about Red Pill, and of course, they get uh, absolutely fantastic engagements. But a person, as just said, who's deep into his misery. He will interpret it in the wrong way. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And he needs actionable advice, not a, a a liner that can be applied in different contexts. It's it needs to be specific.
1: And, and and even the the way you say it, because asking someone for a time is taking action. Like taking action, it's implicit in any kind of content. If you want yes. to self improve, if you want to achieve anything, if you want to take a shit. You have to go to the bathroom, put your ass on the toilet, and and shit. That's taking action. That that's taking action. Yes. So taking action, it, it's it's something implicit. It's something obvious. You don't have to say take action, take action, take action, take action, because you are going to make the person more 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 anxious. You are going to give them a a bigger burden of performance. But if you tell them, okay, so we have to build, we have to build yourself. Your confidence, little by little. So let's let's start making this exercise. Like, get comfortable with it. Don't worry. You are learning. It, it makes sense. Like, don't don't make a big deal about it. And it's it's going to be easier. Like, for, for it's a process. Of, I mean, I I I agree that you have to get out of the your comfort zone. You you cannot improve if you don't do that. I agree that men have to be strong, that men have to have frame, that men have to, to be these these solid rocks. I agree. I agree with all of that. that. That those attributes make successful men. However, at first, you know, if you expect that a depressed person, an anxious person, a person with low self-esteem is going to read your philosophy and out of nowhere become an alpha giga chad, with rock solid frame, that's not going to happen. You have to take it slowly. You have to know, you have to be, you, you need to have empathy and empathy is a social skill. You have to be, empathetic enough to realize that, that people is not like that yet. And you have to take some other steps to get them there. You know? This so is, at the same this time, is this truth. Th- These kinds of, th- these kinds of gurus end up being like more autistic than the people they are trying to help. Because there's a a really lack of perspective if you think that saying, (laughs) take out, no, no excuse do it now,
0: it's going to hurt a person that wants to give themselves. See, okay, we'll we'll use a maths analogy. So there's a number line. Mm -hmm. People are on a different levels. For example, 1, 2, 3, or minus 1, minus 2, minus 3. These people, their advices are like a multiplier. So they'll... Also, their consideration is that everyone is starting with a natural number, which is wrong. People are starting with negative numbers mm-hmm. and you're multiplying their misery. Of course. No, perfect analogy. And,
1: and, and it's, uh, in a sense, it's like, uh, it's bad sales because when you want to sell something, you have to, to, to make a persona of the people you want to sell to. And you have to realize that if someone is Googling, How do I make friends? How do I get a girlfriend? (laughs) How do I not be depressed? You know? If if someone has to Google that, has to actively search for that, they are not normal. They have problems. You know? Like, looking for our type of content is not normal. It's not bad. It's good. You are trying to make something up for yourself. It's amazing.
0: And, but the level they are currently at yes it's not normal it's not normal like
1: yes probably those people are going to end up being better than the normies but the, their floor they are, it's it's way lower they are not fine if if you are a normal kid with a normal racing and you didn't have these kinds of problems in your life and you, may, yeah, maybe you're not giga chad, but you, you are able to socialize, you are able to, to flirt to a certain extent or something like you're not going to Google that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Also remember guys, it's all about what kind of image about yourself that you have in your mind. Your brain doesn't know the difference between What is the truth and what you are, the affirmations that you're giving it. It doesn't know the difference between the affirmations and the absolute reality. So if you're repeating towards yourself that you're a piece of shit, your brain is going to react in a way that will actually make you a piece of shit. So absolutely stop consuming self-deprecating content. It also goes on with the actionable advice that you gave about making small progress, small steps. Because there's an existing image about your self-worth in your brain. You need to deprogram it, it slowly. That's not a radical process that t- today you think you're a piece of shit and tomorrow you, you'll feel like you're the king. It's a, it's a gradual process. So make small steps. Clean your room. That's where everything starts. Join a gym. Talk to people. That's how you enhance your image in your own brain. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I mean, you you cannot think really, really, really hard your way into becoming an alpha male, you know? No matter how many times you repeat yourself that you're a child, if, if reality doesn't fit with that, nothing's gonna happen. So, why people think that they are a piece of shit? Because they were constant uh, events that happen in their life that repeated this kind of... Uh, feedback that make them think that they are a piece of shit you know if you're a kid and your dads are always your parents are always scolding you if you go to school and everyone and the teacher thinks that you are some kind of mentally ill robot because you don't want to pay attention to his shitty uh, racial studies uh, class you know and gives you pills for that and you try to talk with, with some kid and they bullied you or something like that. And that happens constantly throughout your life. Of course, because reality is, is like hitting you with, with these events that tell you that you're not enough. And you're going to think that you're not enough. So what you have to do is to get, is, is to break that habit. Life is a habit, you know. So Your body is, got, got your mind got comfortable with this situation of you not being enough. You have to hit it with reality again, making things, you know, that change your framework and think, okay, I can actually achieve things. And then, okay, I can actually talk to people. And then, okay, I can actually understand people. And then, okay, I can actually have a normal conversation with people. I can flirt with women. I can banter with my guys, you know? I can make friends. Okay, I'm a social person. Okay, I'm an accomplishment person, you know, but it's like little by little, you know, and you, you need reality to, to, to be a perpetual contrast of your progress. For example, something that you have to make is to take notes of everything you do. Why? Because if something happens, you have like a tangible thing that you can, can come back to, you know, and see. oh, no, I'm not a piece of shit. Look, look at all the, of the things that I did. No, that's, that's a lie. That's my my mind playing games again. It's My mind is wrong. I'm going to keep doing the things that I'm doing because this is the living proof that I'm able to achieve that. You know, and there, it's also easier. For example, you, you talk about my, my sub uh, of uh, looking at groups of people and taking notes. One of the things that I explained there is that when you... Take notes, not only of the things that you do, but also the things that, also your thought process, like you you take notes of your thought process, like why were you able to reach that conclusion? When you, that makes you more self-aware, that makes you understand your mind more, and that makes it easier to replicate the good things that you're doing, you know? So if you know how, how uh, what is the right path to a good conclusion and you take notes of that you can replicate that train of thought and make it a habit you know and now you're fucking smart
0: okay so put it together it's like introspecting your judgement yes okay that's a new one okay so moving on do you believe in this concept of alpha the alpha male of a group because I'll give you my personal opinion. I think it's a... It's an extension of Red Pill. Because after some time, you get over it. So what's your opinion on the Alpha?
1: I mean, hierarchies exist. And... Alpha men... It's more of a perception, an external perception, that an an actual reality in a sense, like... People will perceive you as alpha or they are not going to. That doesn't uh, take the fact that you may be a confident and jacked and rich and masculine person. But that but that doesn't make you quote unquote alpha because you can be all of that, you know, and be in a social gathering... And they are going to be people that that dwarf <laughs> you, and and you are going to be the yeah. you know the, the 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 people with the lowest hierarchy of, of that group, and you're not going to be the, the alpha beta male. Yes, exactly. I, I, there's something like really good that Ryan Stone said uh, once. Once is that I don't think there's any kind of person that is not the alpha male on a, a specific group. You know, like you you can be a fucking anti-social nerd that is a challenger in, in League of Legends, and your group of friends, you're going to be the alpha male because you're the, the, the best player in that, mm. you know? You, you, yeah, you know, in you, a group you,
0: of nerds, every a nerd can be an alpha too. Exactly.
1: If you have a group of nerds, you will have an alpha dude <laughs> even in, in that group of nerds. Oh, but the, that the, the, t- take that nerd and put it into a bachelor party and of course it's not going to be the mm-hmm. alpha male there so alpha male is more of, of a perception other people have of you and that will change their behavior towards you and that gives you the status of alpha male but that is subjective that that depends on, on different contexts and different social contexts. exactly yeah. so of course there are people that are consistently in the status of alpha male has a lot of traits like being Having muscle, being smart, being charismatic, being confident, being rich, being masculine. Yes, of course, that's going to help. But being all of that doesn't mean that you're an alpha male. uh, Until you get into a social situation and you are perceived as such.
0: Mm, Yeah, this this was a very... Lovely perspective that you gave on the alpha male. I've never really thought about it in this way. So yeah, thanks for sharing your perspective. So moving on. Here's a question from the audience. How to handle criticism?
1: What kind of criticism would be a question?
0: So, Yeah, that's for sure. So let's, let's break it down into some steps. So first is constructive criticism. I don't think you need to uh, elaborate on that. So let's uh, let's go on irrational criticism. Mm-hmm. So there are people who criticize you no matter what you do, no matter how good you are. You can be the best one, best person doing certain tasks in the world, but there will still be people who criticize you for your work. So how do you deal with that?
1: So there's two situations. We are going to talk about the person that is in minus three on mental health and the person mm-hmm. that is a ten or a three. So the first person. Okay. person it's going to have some problems because that criticism people are going to make of him, it's going to make them more anxious and more insecure. And it's going to be like this reaffirmation of reality that your subconscious is right and you're a piece of shit. What to do when you are that kind of person? Again, if you are already making progress, if you are already making things and you are taking notes, you have to like here to what I say and what I—I I don't know, like fucking tattoo it on your ass. I don't care. It's expected. <laughs> it is expected that you are going to have all these kinds of problems because of your cir- so your life circumstances that are not your fault. It is expected that you are going to be like that. However, you are making, you are working hard on making a change. So, that criticism is bullshit because you are actually trying to improve and you are making progress and you have proof that you are making progress, therefore you should not take that comment into account because it may be true now, but it's not going to be true in the future. So that should not make you more insecure or more anxious, you know, because it doesn't matter. If I, if I, if you're, if you're that, if you're that bad thing, it doesn't matter. It's actually expected. Like, of course I'm this, like, look at what, all of the shit that happened. But that's not what defines me. You know, that that's, I, I'm trying to improve, you know, I'm trying to become a, a different person. So you, you should use that train of thought as, as motivation, in a sense, to, to keep going. And also to talk that person to go fuck themselves. Because they're an asshole. If you're a three, you know, <laughs> if you're actually an accomplished yeah. person, like, I think that I don't have to tell anything to them. Like, they are going to, ah, okay, whatever. Like, have a nice day, and they're going to leave. Because they don't give a shit. So the advice would be to not give a shit. But it's hard to tell the minus three to not give a shit. So they have to to absolutely everything. Yes, exactly. They, dig a, they give a shit about everything. That's why they have so much anxiety, in a sense. You know? Uh, so they have to, to, to do some mental gymnastics, you know, to, to end up not giving a fuck. But yeah, that, that's ho- how I would handle criticism. And always, if you think that the criticism is not a being done on bad faith... Like, try to not get into the defensive. Like, don't be salty. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that you should take every constructive criticism as true because there are people that maybe are trying to help you, but they are wrong, you know, because they don't have your perspective. Mm. But, you know, yeah. but you should like give it the, the benefit of the doubt. Think, okay, is this person right or wrong? I am saying that they are wrong because I'm being salty and defensive or I'm saying that they are wrong because there's actual reality that proves that they are wrong. If they are wrong, then I don't have to listen to them. If they are right, okay, maybe I I should see
0: what I can do. No. Yeah, about this last statement, it reminds me of a, of a story that I read in, I think so, it was 48 Laws of Power. It was about, I don't remember the character names, but I'll give you a general outline. It was, there was a sculptor, a person who makes sculptures. He was a very experienced one. I think it was somewhere in Europe, probably. Most of the stories are from Europe. Mm-hmm. So this guy made a beautiful sculpture for a king. So when the king first came to see the sculpture, he said that there needs to be some change with this face. It doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. so the sculptor he from the king's perspective he stood there he watched this he watched his work and he felt that there's nothing wrong in it it is perfect Mm -hmm. so but in order to please the king he went to the face of the sculpture he pretended to do some work and then he came back down Mm -hmm. and then he showed the king that look now is it better the king said now it's perfect so this is how you should take such kind of uh, you know constructive criticism you,
1: you smile not than agree as Bull says that, that, that's the tweet <laughs>
0: yeah so okay well my friend this is the end of this episode thank you for shedding your wisdom upon us I think we should do a part 2 of this because there is some there are some things that need to be discussed that haven't been shared here mm-hmm. so I think I think there will probably be a part 2
1: of course whenever, what do you, say? whenever you want I enjoy it a lot
0: yeah absolutely so all the guys listening right now there will be a part two thanks for tuning in so far thank you brother for your time thank you
1: thank you for having me and i wish you all to have a wonderful day